We want you to know that we love you, that we miss you, but we are so excited to be able to worship with you this morning. So I invite you to stand where you are, get comfortable where you are, and let's praise God this morning. Step out of the shadows, step out of the grave, break into the wild, and don't be afraid. Run into wide open spaces, grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Come out of the dark, just as you are, into the fullness of His love. For the Spirit is here, let there be freedom, let there be freedom. Bring all of your burdens, bring all of your scars. Come back to communion, come back to the start. Run into wide open spaces, grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted, grace is waiting. With the Spirit of the Lord is as you are into the fullness of his love for the spirit is here let there be freedom let there be freedom let there be shake at the sound of Jesus name lives made whole hearts awake at the sound of Jesus name chains will fall prison shake at the sound of Jesus name lives made whole hearts awake at the sound of Jesus name chains will fall Prison shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. 
together God we thank you for the freedom that we have some places have to hide to worship you God we thank you for the freedom that we have in you you've lifted our chains you've lifted our burdens off of us you've given us so much to be thankful for so much freedom God we worship you this morning you're so good to us
said this man healed the blind man couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying Jesus was still grieving as he arrived at the tomb a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance roll the stone aside Jesus told them but Martha the dead man's sister protested Lord he has been dead for four days the smell will be terrible Jesus responded didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe so they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to the heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here. So, they, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and his feet bound in grave clothes. His face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, Un unwrap him and let him go. You came. 
Lord, I pray this morning for the Glogner family. Lord, I pray for uh, Susie and for Amy and for Big John. And Lord, I pray for Little John. Lord, I pray that you would touch him right now. God, I pray for a healing. I pray for a miracle. God, I pray that you would lift him up and raise him up. And in the name of Jesus, we speak healing and we speak life into his body. In Jesus' name, touch him, Lord. Right now, even as we pray, God, may he feel your hand. May he feel your spirit there with him and your hand upon him. Lord, I pray this morning uh, for Ralph, God. I pray that you would continue to touch him. God, continue to restore him. Continue to bring him back to health. Uh, Lord, I pray for Joey this morning. Lord, as she fell yesterday, God, and is requesting prayer. God, I pray that she would recover. I pray for a healing in her body. I pray that you would just touch her in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray uh, for the Grunberg family, as, as has been requested. God, I pray for a healing for them. God, I pray that you would just touch their family at this time. God, I pray for the one who was injured. God, I pray for full recovery. I pray for healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we speak healing and we speak life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for my friend Robert this morning. God, I pray that you would continue to touch him and bless him. God, I thank you for his life. I thank you for him. God, use him. Continue to use him. God, just bless him uh, today. Lord, I pray for Terry Nolan this morning that you would touch her. God, give her strength in her body. Touch her. Lord, I pray for uh, Pat. Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless him and touch him. Lord, I pray for those who are sick this morning. Lord, I pray for those uh, in our town, in our city, in our state who are sick. God, I pray that you would reach out and touch them. God, I pray for healing. God, I pray that they would recover. God, I pray for those right now who are out of work because of everything that's going on. God, I pray that you would sustain them. God, I pray that you would bless them. God, I pray that you would help them at this time. God, I pray for those who are still working. God, that your hand would be upon them, that you would protect them. God, for our health care workers, God, I pray that you would, uh, and first responders, Lord, those, uh, I pray that you would bless them and help them. God, I pray that you would be with us this morning. 
As we look into your word, God, as we continue this service, God, may you be among us. God, may your spirit dwell in us and through us. God, I pray that we would be changed today by your spirit and by your word. I thank you for it. In Christ's name we pray. Can we sing that one more time, that chorus one more time? pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Well, it's a blessing to be with you this morning, to be on your tablet or on your phone or on your television screen, in your home, in your car, wherever you are watching. It's a blessing to be with you. Thank you for joining the River Church um, live stream. Uh, we're glad that you decided to, to join us. We're happy that you're with us. And we pray that God blesses you this morning. Um, at this time, if you would, uh, we're going to give you the opportunity to, to give um, via our church website or our text to give um, app. Those should be on the screen, the, the ways in which you can do that. I want to say thank you to you uh, who have been giving and who have been faithful, who have been a blessing to the church. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And we're thankful for you uh, in this trying time um, that we're all facing. We appreciate your continued support. So God bless you as you give this morning. <clears throat> okay. I've given you ample time to do that. Uh, I mean, if you're not done, I mean, please don't stop. <laughs> uh, God is good. And Jesus is alive. Jesus is risen, right? Uh, we've been celebrating Easter. Uh, we've been celebrating the resurrection for the past uh, couple of weeks now. We've, we've talked about how that, that uh, Easter is not just a one-day thing. Resurrection is just not a one-day event. We celebrate that, and then we move on. We're still celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And, and if you missed last week's message, I encourage you to, to find it um, through our podcast or on our uh, Facebook page. And Pastor walked walked. Walker, Pastor Walker, talked to us about um, where Christ can be found, where the resurrected Christ, places that he can be found. 
Places we know that we can find him. And one was in our pain, the other was in the scriptures, and the other place was at the Lord's table in communion and in the Eucharist. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you have not. Um, it, it will bless you and it is very beneficial for you. So I'm going to kind of carry on a little bit with that same theme this morning about where can this resurrected Christ be found or where is Jesus? Um, so I want to read to you Matthew the 20, 28, verses 20. I want to read you, uh, I believe this is just the end of that um, verse. And this is part of the Great Commission. Jesus says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But we know that immediately after he says this, he disappears. Jesus says, I'm never going to leave you, and then he disappears. Jesus says, I'm always going to be here, but then he's gone. And, and we talked about this on one of the Zoom Bible studies the other night, and I, I just think it's, it's fascinating that Christ is pretty much as soon as these words come out of his mouth, He's caught up into heaven, and he disappears. He literally says, I'll always be here, and then he's gone. You know, was, was Christ lying to them? Was he teasing them? No, of course not. He's still with them. He's still with us. He just shows himself in different ways. He was trying to teach them to look for him in different ways, and they had always seen him. Pastor Walker talked about last week on the road to Emmaus, they didn't recognize this version of Jesus. They didn't, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't exactly like the, the version that they had known. Now, I understand that Scripture says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not trying to tell you that Jesus is going to give you some new revelation um, on how to uh, reach the world. He's, he's already given the Great Commission. That's not going to change. I'm not telling you that, but I'm telling you, you can find Jesus in places you might not expect to find him. Christ will show up and will appear in places that you might not think that he would. And so I believe that's what's happening here is Christ is, is telling them, yeah, just because I'm leaving, that doesn't mean I'm gone. I believe he's telling them to look for, look for him in a different way. Look for him in other places. We know that Christ is, is omnipresent. He's all places at all time. Uh, but I want to talk just a little bit about... Um, a couple of places where I think that he, he can be found um, this morning. And, and I, sometimes I say, this shouldn't take too long, and then it always takes a long time. And I, so I was getting ready to say it, but I won't say it. But then I already did. So. But where, where can Christ be found? And, and like I said, Pastor Walker talked about it last week, about three places um, last week. But I want to talk a, a little bit about other places where we can find the resurrected Christ. Matthew 28, 8 and 9 says this. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. The resurrected Christ will always be present 
as you share the good news. They were on their way to share the good news. They were on their way to preach the first Easter message. These ladies were on their way to to preach the message. Jesus didn't need to show up. They already believed. He didn't need to show up so they could see him because they already believed. Because it said that they were filled with great joy. They were frightened, but yet they were filled with great joy. But, and they were on their way to share the good news, and Jesus showed up. Every time, I, I'll say this, every time you preach the gospel, you should have these three ingredients. You're frightened, fear, joy for what the Lord's about to say, and then you better have Jesus show up or it's all going to fall flat. But So every time I grab this microphone, trust me, I'm a little bit afraid, I'm a little bit happy, and I'm praying that Jesus meets me. <laughs> so I pray as you listen this morning that Jesus is in, in some of the words that I say. But it's not just about grabbing a microphone and saying it on a platform. It's about sharing the good news of Jesus. I'm not specifically talking about preaching here. I'm talking about sharing the good news with your friends, with your family, and with your neighbors. You know, the church has a great opportunity right now, while the world's hair is on fire, to be a calming presence. We have a great opportunity to display the peace in the midst of the storm, the peace that passes all understanding. I saw a meme this week, and uh, it was, they were asking someone how big of a piece of pie he wanted, and he said, I want a peace that passes all understanding. Well, that's a different kind of peace. That's P-I-E-C-E. I probably spelled that wrong. I'm talking about P-E-A-C-E, a peace that passes all understanding. We have an opportunity right now as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring good news to the world. To bring good news to the world. We, have, we should have the peace that passes all understanding. You have opportunities to speak to people that your pastors will never reach. You have opportunities to influence those who might never feel comfortable walking inside of a church. You can be a carrier of the gospel, and I promise you, as you carry the good news to those you come in contact with, to those that you work with, to those uh, members of your family, Jesus will be with you. As you share your testimony, your story of what God has done in your life, Jesus will be right there with you. I can tell you many times in my life I've been frightened to, to share with coworkers or with, or with family members. But every time that I have stepped out, Jesus has met me. Jesus has met me. The times that I've stepped out and shared with coworkers, Christ has been there. I could feel his presence there. And that fear turned to joy. Because perfect love casts out all fear. And when Jesus shows up, fear disappears. And if you will step out and carry the good news of Jesus to those you come in contact with, those you work with, those who, who, who are in your family, those, those people that your circle of influence, if you will carry the good news of Jesus to them, Jesus will meet you there. Jesus will meet you there. Every time that I've already mentioned this, but every time I've shared my journey with Christ, with others, whether it be at work, on a basketball court, wherever, I promise you, Jesus has met me there. And when you share him with others, I promise you, you're going to be a little bit afraid. But Christ will show up. I promise. 
And then you'll have great joy. So Christ is present when you share the good news. That's my first point. I'm already through it. John 20, 15 through 16. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Many parts of, of this, this story of when Christ resurrected um, from the dead is fascinating to me, but something stood out to me this week as I read it. I don't know how much Jesus weighed when he was on the earth. We don't get that. We don't know how tall he was. We don't know how much he weighed. Furthermore, I don't know how strong Mary is. But she says to someone who she thinks is the gardener, if you show me where his body is or you tell me where you put it, I will go get it. She's by herself at this point. When Mary commits to do something that will stretch her, when Mary commits to do something that she probably cannot do in her own strength, when Mary commits to do something that is too great a task for her, then Jesus shows up. And if we will, now I'm not going to pass the offering plate right now and ask you to stretch yourself that way. I'm not going to ask you to, oh, if you don't have enough money to pay all your bills, you might as well give it all to the church. I'm not going to say that, and I'm not going to act like that's what this scripture is saying. But I believe as we commit ourselves to do things that will stretch ourselves, that we can't do on our own, Jesus will meet us there. I mean, this was going to be a messy job. In her mind, Jesus was still a a decaying body. Mary was going to get messy. She was going to struggle. This was not going to be easy. But she said, if you show me where his body is, I'm going to go get him. Again, I don't know. Maybe she was a bodybuilder. Maybe she was really strong. We don't know that. I mean, maybe she competed in the Olympics in in the games that Paul talked about. Probably not because... Anyway... We don't know. We don't know. Mary may, maybe Mary thought, I, I could pick him up and move him pretty easy. But this was probably going to be a messy job, something that was, she was going to struggle and it was going to take her a long time. But if we will, as a church and as believers, commit ourselves to do things that stretch us, I do this for, with the church all the time. People will say, hey, can you get, could, could you help us do this? Oh, yeah, the church can help you do that. And it's a stretch. And knowing full well that the church can't do that, and that I certainly can't do it. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, I committed the church to doing something that was a stretch. And is still a stretch. And I cannot do it by myself. And I haven't had to, thank the Lord. We've had a lot of people step up and help. But we committed to do something that we couldn't do. That was a stretch. And guess what? Jesus showed up. And as you commit to do things, that you're, as you step out of your comfort zone for Christ, for God, as you step out in faith, as you step out in faith and commit to do things that maybe on your own you can't do, but you know with God's help you could, but as you commit to them, Jesus will show up. Jesus will show up and meet you as you step out of your comfort zone. 
She committed herself to do something that might not be possible in her own strength. She commits herself to do it, and then in that moment, Jesus is revealed. Now, if I'm Mary, for many reasons, I'm, re- I'm relieved that I see that Jesus is alive. Number one, he's, you believe he's the Messiah, um, the Savior of the world. He has kept his word. He has risen from the dead. But I'm also pretty glad that he's alive because I don't have to try to carry him now. <laughs> Hope if, if there were people in the church, hopefully they'd laugh. But <laughs> you could laugh at home if you want. I'll pretend I hear it. <laughs> I'll give a pause as everybody laughs. <laughs> then I'll tell Christy Amos to calm down a little bit and that it wasn't that funny. Man, I can't wait till we all get back in church together. Mary committed herself to doing something that was a stretch, that wouldn't be easy. She commits to doing something that will probably, probably be messy. It wouldn't be fun. This isn't the equivalent of volunteering to, you know, pass the offering plate or sing a special or give a testimony. She's, she's offering to do something that is going to cost her something. And when she does, Jesus shows up. When we commit um, to God to do something that's not easy or pretty, he will show up. I already talked about that, how I volunteer the church all the time to do things that will be a stretch. My great uncle H.B. Garlock used to say, if you want to see God do great things, then you've got to put yourself in a position where you need him to do great things. Because if you're you're asking God to show you great miracles, but you never put yourself in a position where you need a great miracle, then he's not going to give you a great miracle. Okay, so God will show up when you stretch yourself. And, you know, maybe it's a stretch for you to be a witness at work, kind of like what we talked about a minute ago. Maybe it's a stretch for you to be nice to your pastor. Maybe it's a stretch for you to be nice to Walker or to Hannah or to Isaac or to Jesse or, or, or whomever. Maybe that's a stretch for you, but you need to do it. <laughs> I challenge you. And God will show up. Don't be satisfied with where you are. We should be content with who God made us, yes. Be content with who we are and what we are. But we're not to be satisfied with where we are in our journey, where we are with our development. We should always be stretching ourselves, always getting better. Because who God has made me to be and who I am, if I'm honest, we're a long way apart. So I need to continue to stretch myself and hope that Christ shows up. All right, so the second place that Jesus shows up is when Mary commits to doing something that she probably has no business committing to do. She commits herself to do something that she probably couldn't do. And Jesus met her. All right, um, Mark 16, 14, it says this. It says, later Jesus appeared. Again, we're talking about the places where we can find Jesus, uh, the resurrected Christ. Later Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So here we have Christ shows up um, while they are eating, and then he serves a little uh, rebuke for dessert. Jesus will show up anywhere. Jesus shows up everywhere. He shows up where, while, while you sit down to eat. He shows up um, everywhere. Then in um, John 21, 
1 through 2, it says, Later Jesus appeared again to the, to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. I like this because we get the names of, of many of the disciples who were there, but then we just get the last two. They weren't that important. They weren't, you know, of note. They weren't Peter. They weren't, the son, they weren't James or John. They weren't Thomas. They weren't Nathaniel. They're just a couple of the others. It's not important. I don't need to tell you their names. Uh, it's not important why they're there. They're no, they're no great characters in the story. And sometimes that's how we feel. Sometimes we feel like we're no-name people. You know, nobody knows who we are. Nobody cares if we show up. Nobody, um, we're what Rambo would call expendable. If you've ever seen Rambo First Blood Part 2, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we think that we're expendable. We think that we're not important. But Jesus still shows up to them. Jesus shows up to the important people, and then Jesus shows up to the people who don't seem to be important. But in God's eyes, we are all important. Jesus shows up to them. Christ appears to them. He shows himself in many ways and in many forms. But what I want to stress to you is that Jesus is with you. Jesus shows up to be with you. This God that we're talking about, this Jesus that we're talking about, the maker of the heaven and the earth, the architect of the cosmos, the, the guy who designed, you know, who, who put the stripes on the zebra, he put the, the polka dots on the cheetah. He, he did all this cool stuff, this amazing stuff. This same God wants to spend his time with you. This God who speaks and the winds obey and the demons tremble. This God who says uh, to the demons to leave and they have to leave. He says to the winds and to the waves, he says to be, be still and they have to listen. They don't have a choice. That same God wants to be with you. That same God wants to spend time with you. That same God says to you, I'm not leaving. He says, I'm not going anywhere. Though others may leave you, you, have, you, maybe you've been left by, by everybody you've ever known. Maybe all your family's deserted you, all your friends have deserted you, all of your, um, you know, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Maybe they've all left you and deserted you and you feel all alone. I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is with you, that Jesus is with you. He is right there with you. He loves you and he's reaching out to you. He's right there with you. He's not going anywhere. If you feel like you're in hell, he is with you. If you feel like you're alone, he is there. If you feel trapped, he is there. If you feel worthless, he knows your value. I'm going to read uh, a couple of more scriptures. And at this time, I'm going to ask the band if they'll come up and play as I read and as I break down my conclusion. My goodness, look at the time. God is with you. He loves you. He's reaching out to you this morning. He's never going to leave you. 
I'm going to read um, from Psalms, the 139th chapter. And it says this, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything that I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to hell, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, and well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O oh God, search me. O oh God, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. There is nowhere that you can go, no depths too far, no mountain too high, no, no, no loneliness too dark, no depression too deep, that God is not with you and that God cannot reach you and that God does not see you. He is there with you. Reach out to Him this morning. Ask Him to search your thoughts. Ask Him to search you out. I don't know what you're going through and I don't know where you've been, but I know that God is with you. And I know that God wants to, to be with you. Revelation 3.20 says this, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Maybe you say, I don't hear the voice of God. I can't hear his voice. Well, right now he's talking through me and telling you that he wants to come in. He wants to come in and sup with you. He wants to come in and be your friend. Open up your heart to him. Let him in this morning and let him be with you. Let him, let him heal you. Let him, let him restore you. Let him forgive you. Let him redeem you. Reach out to him this morning. We're going to sing this song. I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to sing a song. And as we do, I want you to reach out to this God that will never abandon you, that has never left your side, that has always been there with you. Through all the darkness, through all the light, God has been there with you. And as, we, as I pray, I want you to pray with me. And as we sing, I want you to reach out to him. And he will come in and be with you. And you will be his friend. 
Let us pray. Lord, I come to you this morning. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your scripture. I thank you that you are with us, that you don't leave us, that even in our darkest times, God, you were there. Even in those worst of times, God, those things that we don't talk about, those things that we don't share with anybody, those times in our lives that, that we're afraid to speak of, God, you saw them, you were there, and God, now you want to redeem those times. God, we open up our hearts to you. God, search us this morning. Search our hearts, search our minds, redeem us, forgive us of our sins. God, we, we want to follow you. Help us to be followers of you, Jesus. Come into our life this morning. God, change our hearts. God, we reach out to you. God, would you, would you come and, and sup with us? Come and, and have a meal with us. Come and be with us and be our friend. I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you this morning to reach out to him. I encourage you this morning to reach out to this God who will never leave you. He has never left you, and he will never leave you. He's not going to walk away. He's not going to walk out even when everybody else does. Reach out to him as we sing this song. Reach out to Jesus this morning as we sing together.
Trust your faithfulness and love. 